the college football experience, Big 12 and Pac 12 and Independence preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. back and I'm going to make this statement. This is, this is uh, I need to sound the alarm or something. There we go. The most entertaining thing in college football this year. It's not the ACC. It's not the PAC 12. It's not the big 12. It's not if, if uh, you know, if Michigan can take down Ohio state, it's not even the new fun belt sunbelt, which I love. It is the independence. I pledge allegiance <laughs> to the independence because I'm fascinated by every single team we have here in the independence, man. All right. Army. If you're wondering who the independents are army, BYU, Liberty, New Mexico state, Notre Dame, Yukon and UMass. All right. Here's my, hear me out here. Hear me out guys. Army triple option football. You can never go wrong with that. That's entertaining each and every year. So that is simple. BYU, you're on the verge of joining the big 12. Can you have a monster year? Kalani Sataki has been building this thing. Uh, Jaron Hall's back. I think they're incredibly entertaining to watch. I think they, they, they're kind of must watch TV each and every week. Uh, Liberty, this program's came out of nowhere. They're on the verge of joining the CUSA, which I actually think is a mistake personally. I think they should remain independent. It's not too late uh, or join the Sunbelt. One of the two, but Hugh freeze has had this program going. Malik Willis is now in the NFL, Charlie Brewer, fucking Scott Bakula and necessary roughness coming in. Uh, and I just think Liberty, can they, can he maintain this? Can Liberty continue? Cause they're another giant with money. They, that school has a ton of money. All service academies yeah. and religious schools should be independent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, then you got to me, the bottom three, New Mexico state, Yukon and UMass. They've all been terrible lately, but I think all three had home run hires. So I think they're must watch TV. And I'm also, uh, you're going to see in a second here when we play these teams. And then you have Marcus Freeman who's recruiting better than Brian Kelly ever has. And he's only coached one game at the bowl game. I think the independents are absolutely fascinating this year. Talk to me about the independents, Patty C. Well, I'm on board on every uh, point you just touched on, <laughs> including New Mexico state somehow, just because Jerry kill is a yes, pretty damn good yes. coach. So every single plus North, Northeast football, you make UMass, UMass and UConn are fun to me. Uh, Northeast football, <laughs> NC Nick, you ready to talk Northeast football and army? No, this is no, the, this is the will. Northeastern conference, by the way, army, <laughs> UConn and UMass liberties in Virginia. That counts. Hmm. Notre Dame <laughs> kind of counts. Cause they have such a big following in the Northeast. Yeah, was that the, uh, there you go. And then it's like Subway the SEC alum. with New Mexico state. You know what I mean? Well, They're in let's branch out. B- BYU is who I want to talk about. Actually BYU and Notre Dame, because I think both teams will probably end up as double digit win teams 
Uh, that's tipping my hand uh, when, you know, if I think I want the over under on those two, but I think as far as independence goes, those two teams, they could be very good and, and help maybe even an outside chance at a playoff or something. There you go. Shout out to 3802 in the chat. He says, I wish BYU joined the pac 12 for Utah, the, uh, the Holy war, Utah and BYU every year. I completely agree. Yeah. However, the pac 12 was on their high horse and they didn't want to touch a religious. We couldn't have that. We can't have religion be a part. Uh, I, I look, I think the world's missing out when we don't have that. The fact they're not playing this year, it sucks. So they gave us the backyard brawl. They take away the Holy war. What the fuck? You know, come on. Can't uh, have it all now. And not in these days, uh, but guys, I mean, you look at this thing, the wind total army at eight. Let's go alphabetically here. Army's at eight. Je- I mean, it, it, Jeff Munkin's been building this thing, man, this program. It, if you're just looking at it blindly, you got to say you got to take the over. I, however, as much as I love Munkin, as much as I love the triple option, I think the schedule is too hard. All right. I am taking the under on the Black Knights this year, but I'll be rooting for them to win each and every week. I mean, eight uh, regular season wins, four of the last five, eight plus regular season. They didn't have wins. a schedule like this, man. Yes, they have two FCSs. But one of them is Villanova, who's actually really good. I so, find it hard to believe they're going to go seven and five. I think if you're telling me what's more likely, seven and five or nine and three, I have to lean towards nine and three. I do think the schedule's harder than the last couple of years. So maybe you chalk up one more L. Maybe they finish with a push with eight and four, but I'm go- I'm on the over with Army. Well, recency bias is definitely playing a factor here for me, but. Uh, my calculus changed a little bit after the news today that Sam Hartman's out. This was a shootout with Wake Forest yeah. last year, yeah. and he's a huge part of their offense. Uh, I don't know if uh, maybe that gives Army the edge in that game, and that that would put him on the over for me. But me. very good point because they lost that game to Wake Forest. They lost it. What was it? Oh, so it's uh, arena seventy to fifty six yeah. or something. Yeah. Seventy to fifty six, but it was kind of back and forth for a while there. So yeah, if if they could win that game. You know, that's that, that would have been 10 wins last year. It's true, but they also could start out 0 and 5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Coastal Carolina, then UTSA, then Villanova. Watch out for Nova. Nova's good. Uh, and then they get a bye week and they have Georgia State and then at Wake. I mean, they should be, they whooped Georgia State's ass last year. This is in West Point this year. They should take care of that. But I also think the floor is higher. Like ULM. Patty C locked them up last year. There's boys. I think they're going to be better than they CULM were last year. Is not beating Army, dude. Last year Army lost to Ball State. Your boys, <laughs> all right. What you makes know, you know, think these won't be Army games? Can, yeah, Army can lose to pretty much anybody, but I don't know. I think you have to go with Munkin's track record. So it's gonna be it's gonna be seven and five or eight and four. We'll see. There we go. We shall see. Let's hop all along. Right, well, hold on. Let, let, let's flip that, Colby. What's the one definitive loss on the schedule? Uh, let me pull it back up. I will say the definitive loss is to at coastal probably. I don't, yeah. And I don't Wake. say that's a definitive loss. Well, I don't think Wake it's definitive. Us, how's that a definitive loss without Sam Hartman? I just think that offense will fly. It's like when they lost Newman and Hartman came in, nope. I think Clawson will, will take care of business there. And I think UTSA, they UTSA will get them four very good teams from, from last year on their schedule at coastal Carolina, UTSA at wake and versus air force. Even if they lose all four of those, they have a 50 50 game against Navy that, you know, say, say we give them the win on that. I think they should win the rest of their games. I think 
they play one power five, and that's Wake Forest. <laughs> it's true. But Coastal Carolina, UTSA are rolling. I think Georgia State's going to be better this year. I think that's what I, this is my point. I think these teams they, are all going to be better. UMass, they play, they play is, tough non power five. I agree. But I mean, it's not like the schedule is, you know, like. I can't Cal's believe or Arizona State's or I mean so it's not it's not Stanford's schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cakewalk. And this guy of all people, Mr. Triple Option over here, hating on Army. Unbelievable. I just think it's a tough schedule. If they start watch if they start out 0 and 5, you're going to be sitting there saying <laughs> they still got that that dude Tyrell Robinson. Though. That guy's a fucking beast. They are not going to start out 0 and 5. That is blasphemy. Have we changed shoot have, have we changed hats here? <laughs> Who are you? Don't sleep on the Wildcats, all right? In the name of Howie Long, Firestorm, great movie, all right? <laughs> the uh, only thing that can be more more hipster than liking the service academies is liking FCS. And that's why Colby thinks Villanova is going to beat Army. <laughs> Dude, Villanova, they have a win against Pitt in like the past couple of years. Watch out, man. I'm telling you, they are a good team. J- JMU left the CAA because they couldn't beat Nova. Oh, this son of a gun. All right? <laughs> Your Fun Belt Sunbelt team lost to Nova last year, all right? <laughs> Watch out for those Wildcats. Hey. hey. Simmer down. Uh, next up, we got the BYU Cougars. Eight and a half is the win total, folks. This is tough because they schedule pretty wildly. Uh, what do you What are you guys doing here with uh, with the likes of BYU? How do you see? Uh, look, I think BYU is really good. The schedule is very hard, but Sataki has built this thing, and uh, uh, Jaron Hall, I think, is awesome. I think he has slept on. He's, he's just not known, but he has straight wheels and he's durable. Like it's a crazy combination, how athletic and strong he is. If he can get his throwing to like the next level, then he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I actually think this BYU schedule. I'm going to take the over. Cause I actually think this schedule is a little bit lighter than the previous years. The well, they, they, they went, they went 10 and two last year and they returned 88% of their production. Uh, which is second best in the country, only trailing Bowling Green. Uh, I think it's tough though. I mean, when you look at you have at Oregon, at Boise, and Notre Dame. I mean, that could be th- three losses right there. But no, I think they get it done and at least get to nine, if not double digits. They're a dark horse playoff team to me. Yeah, watch out! Watch out for Utah Tech, November nineteenth. Oh, no, those I'm, bastards! I'm, I'm, I'm Dixie joking. State, bring back Dixie State. Uh, no, watch out for East Carolina because that's a Friday night game. Watch out for my Pirates. They're going to be snoozing, thinking, "Hey, we got this big time matchup in on the Smurf turf the next week. Revenge against Boise. The Boise whooped them last year. Watch out! Watch Dude, out for my Pirates." I don't see how this is an easier schedule. I mean, than last have, year. Than last year. That's all I'm saying. Have, Baylor, the reigning Big 12 champ, or at Oregon, you know, went to the Pac 12. They have Utah State, the reigning Mountain West champ, Notre Dame, Arkansas, at Boise. Even at Liberty, it's fucking across the country. It is a tough schedule. All those games, though, are winnable. Um, If they have a magic season, you can't keep them out of the playoffs if they go undefeated. They will. If they go undefeated, I mean, they, whoa, whoa, whoa! If I'm they high go on undefe- BYU this year, but you think they run the table? They're here? not going to win in Austin. That's the loss. Austin is early on in Lanning's tenure. It's uh, hard to win at that fucking place, though. Man. It is, but like, they're good, man. BYU is good. I, I think Baylor and Oregon back to back weeks is tough. That's a. By the way, that's a great game, and thankfully, it's not on Pac-12 after dark. 3:30 p.m. Eastern time at Oregon <laughs> week three. Dude, they get out of week three undefeated. Look out! Look out! 
the, the, I think that what's tough is also they, they have the, a lot of their tougher opponents back to back, not, not on the road, but just Baylor and Oregon and then Notre Dame and Arkansas. That's true. Um, and then ECU and Boise State, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, give me the over. I'm buying into Sataki. All right. I'm with you. Liberty Flame, six and a half wins. This was fucking hard. I I I, I took over, but I don't feel good about this. I, I this was the hardest one out of all the independents to me. I got no idea what the fuck Liberty's going to be like this year. I went over. I thought seven and five, but I could also see them being like four and eight. So, I mean, that, even that game at Southern Miss, when I did the Liberty preview, I said that was an automatic win. The more I think about that, I think that's going to be a 50 50 game. Watch out. I think Southern Miss is better. They brought in a shit ton of transfers, God, all from Mississippi you, and Mississippi please, State. Please, please. What? Southern Miss did what last year? They were at a brand new coach, buddy. They were, let me, uh, three and nine. The year before that, weren't they one and 11? Uh, three and seven the year before that. So let me keep going back. Liberty lost to ULM last year, Pat. I agree. Watch out for Southern Miss. I, I'm that not, place will be I don't rocking. like Charlie Brewer. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a Charlie Brewer guy. You talk yeah. about a drop off, Malik Willis to Charlie Brewer. That is like Jerkovic to uh, Gosel Gosel or something. Yeah, Gr- Gr- whatever. Uh, Gr- Groskel, I think it is. Groskel. Whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, talk about a drop off. That is huge. I mean, Utah didn't start clicking last year until. They got rid of Charlie Brewer's ass and brought in Cam Rising. <laughs> That's true. That's Didn't true. Charlie Brewer lead Baylor into the Big Twelve championship. He did, and they they collapsed because he's a lawn chair. He was one uh, play away from going to the playoff that year. He's he, still a he comp- he is a like he's a d- average quarterback, but I don't like the fact that he quit on Utah last year. Also, he got outplayed. Southern tells me Miss- something tells me maybe he doesn't have the intestinal fortitude. Maybe yeah. it tells you that Cam Rising is a really good quarterback. But so, why is. do you quit though? He could have got Cam Rising could have got injured the next week and well, he would have been starting again. Instead, he's like, I'm leaving the team. That's what Brewers do. They they quit <laughs> and they transfer. Uh, Southern Miss is a win. UAB now there's a tougher game. I'm telling you, Southern Miss is going to be a, that's a 50 50 game. Watch out, Southern Miss landed a shit ton of transfers from like Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh, I th- I think Liberty could realistically start off 0 three. Yeah, but I also think they're probably more likely going to be one and two. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Maybe two and one. Once again, there's no way the they same, win all three, right? The same argument with Wake Forest that it's it's now a, an easier game. Yeah, I mean they do have like if Moorhead doesn't have Akron competitive, that's a blowout. UMass, I do think Brown's going to have that team better. They get Yukon and New Mexico state. They do have all these independents. See, they're in a conference. This is a conference, the independence conference. They get, <laughs> look, they play BYU, Yukon, New Mexico state and UMass. They're getting Four all of independence. Yeah. They're getting all the, of them for the most part. They, they also have two road trips to Sunbelt teams. Almost like they want an invitation to the, the almighty Sunbelt. Oh, that'd be well, great. didn't they agree to go to the COSA? That was a stupid move. But yeah. th- I think they would probably ditch that for the Sunbelt. Uh, I'm on the over though. Nick, you did the under there or what? Yeah, I did. I, w- I kind of went back and forth. I agree that I-, I did not feel good about this one because you could obviously see seven wins, but it came back to me was I, I just think it's a huge drop off at the quarterback position. So um, I'm going under. I'm on the over. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I, I, I went over. I just think seven and five, probably where they land, but I could totally see. I think that's the hardest team to predict. New Mexico state over three. This is my lock. the day you hated on brewer this hard. You will rue the day. You're going to be eating the crow at the end of the year. <laughs> New Mexico State. This is my lock. Over three wins. Lock this thing up. 
I think there's a chance they start out two and two. <laughs> I think there's a decent chance. Sure. Yeah, there's a chance. All right. And then they get Hawaii, FIU, and New Mexico all in a row. <laughs> Come on. This this thing, they're gonna go bowling. Jerry Kills taking New Mexico State bowling. They're gonna beat Nevada. They could beat UTEP. They're gonna beat Hawaii. They're gonna beat FIU. They're gonna <laughs> beat New Mexico. What do you think, Jerry Kill is Nick Saban here? Get they the got Lamar. They, they pulled the SEC move and had uh, fucking uh, FCS come in November. They're gonna get Lamar on on November twelfth. Jerry Kill's fucking the greatest coach, man. He's gonna get this done. Watch out. Uh, yeah. To be fair, they they had the right schedule this year because I think at Missouri and at Wisconsin. Are probably the only for surefire losses. You could maybe argue please, at Minnesota. Please get out of here. This is New Mexico State. We're talking <laughs> about Minnesota, Dude, Wisconsin. Bowling Green beat Minnesota in Minneapolis last yeah. year, and and New Mexico State has beaten Minnesota in Minneapolis in the past decade, motherfucker. All right, I, all right. Let's. <laughs> I agree that that's that's like a ninety ten game. Okay, so so give me Minnesota there. So so what if they're zero and three and then. Every every other game's kind of a toss up. This thing is they're gonna go bowling. I don't know about that. I'm just saying they're gonna win more than three. <laughs> I'm saying New Mexico is beating R- them like ninety percent of the time they've ever played them. Ride the mustache. Uh San Jose State won the uh Mountain West a couple years ago. Um well shit. I mean a couple years ago New Mexico State went bowling. <laughs> okay. You're gonna pull that angle. All right, talk to me. Well, San Jose State is still a decent program. I just and Nevada went eight and four last year. You guys are assuming they're gonna fall off the map. I think they they get the over, yes, but I don't think they're gonna be bowling here. I don't think this is like locks. Yeah, you you can make a case that they could win what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This team could go seven and five, and that's with me giving them losses at Liberty, <laughs> home to San Jose State, uh, and and, uh, and obviously the 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 big three of Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, and, and Missouri. I think the the fairer thing to say, and and I like to do this w- with any team total that's an even number. You don't have the half. What's more likely, just two wins or four? I mean, they're definitely going to have at least three wins. Yes, and Lamar on the schedule. FIU Hawaii is terrible. And Hawaii getting Hawaii and Nevada terrible. that might be two of the worst teams in the country. And getting Nevada week one is very beneficial. Um, yeah, I love I'm it. on the lock over. It up. Lock not, it up. I'm look, not gonna lock look, it up. Look, how many times has this team gone over wait, the numbers three and a half? Three. Flat three. It's three. How many times have they gone over three in the last twelve years? Twice. Yeah, and Jerry Kill wasn't there, and he's way better than any coach that's been there in the past twelve years. New coach, buddy. All right. They got some kinks to work out. I can't wait for you to be wrong on this. You I'm have your little Charlie Charlie Brewer fun when he I, loses to to the Aggies and their the sweet over, ass mustache. But they are not winning seven games next year. I'm sorry. What other podcasts out there giving this kind of love to to uh, New Mexico State? That's what I love. Exactly. Now. And next up, we got the Fighting Irish. Eight and a half wins. Marcus Freeman, year one. A lot of excitement. Tyler Buchner, Buckner, Patty C. You've been saying he's uh, the next Bill Buckner. All right. <laughs> Is that a compliment? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. Get get your glove in the dirt. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they, they taught me that when I was a 10 year old, <laughs> that poor guy, gosh, he had to move out of Massachusetts. They were just egging the shit out of his house every day. Calling man. death threats to his family. One screw up. I, I guarantee you whoever wrote that review, what was his name? Like dragon breath or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Oh, actually I got it right here. 
It's a uh, kratom breath. Okay. <laughs> I bet. I guarantee you, he would not like how how Bill Buckner was treated. Mm-hmm. In yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not pra- player friendly <laughs> enough. Uh, look, uh, Notre Dame. What do you guys think? I'm on the over because I think the schedule isn't amazing. Eight and a half is the number. Yeah. I'm definitely on the over. Yeah, I yeah. feel pretty good about this. I feel very good about this. No back to back away, right? They're still very talented, and I think they, you know, with with, with Buckner, I think the, that offense is going to be more versatile. It's going to be more dangerous, I, and I think the defense is still going to be there. I think the O line is still going to be there. Losing Kyron Williams hurts, but I think they have you know Chris Tyree and a few others can can step in there. They're going to be uh, favored in every game except the Ohio State. Game. I think you guys are sleeping on how valuable Jack Cohn was last year. Um, I, I've never valued Jack Cohn. Right? He's a better take, athlete than you're giving you him. Take credible. your Charlie Brewer and Jack Cohn bullshit <laughs> out of here. All right? Look, I, want, I, I think the one problem is, is is it's almost like Texas schedule where uh, I'm chalking up at Ohio State as a loss. Yeah, as so well then, you should. Hey, yeah, let's even give him. Let's that. say they lose to USC too. So ten and two, right there. Then you still have. Well, they still have Clemson on the schedule. BYU at. UNC, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, right? I mean, the schedule comes down to what four, five, six games. Can they go three and three in those six games? I say yes. Give me the over. I do too. Give me the over. I think they go over. As a matter of fact, I think they're probably, in all likelihood, maybe ten and one going into that USC game. I don't know that Clemson game is kind of a 50, 50. I assume they're going to be better than BYU. I think they get that done there, but uh, the Clemson game at home is a huge one. If they can get that one though at USC for a potential playoff spot on the last game of the season, look out. There you go. Uh, all right. Then when it gets us to Northeastern football, the Yukon Huskies, two and a half is the win total. Jim Mora jr. Friend of the program, been on the show before. Great guy. He he likes what he's got with this program. He likes what he's doing here. Watch out because uh, guys, can I go pour myself a drink and uh, and uh, kind of excuse myself from these next two teams here? Oh, like, man, like football, Northeast football is back. Look what UConn did in the portal. They went out and got a Bama four-star offensive lineman, Dane Shore coming in in the transfer portal. They got a couple guys from Texas, from Missouri. They got a four-star from Memphis coming in. They got a quarterback from Penn State who was a four-star. Taquan Roberson coming in. Watch out, Kentucky linebacker Marquez Bembley transferring right. in. We already did. We already did the team preview. No, or, we or haven't. It's coming. <laughs> it, it, it's coming. Okay, so don't uh, yeah, steal your th- your own thunder right there. Uh, for me, <laughs> well, you guys start start this since this is your thing. I actually, I actually, I did go under because I feel like their schedule's tough, man. I, I, I want to say that the the over could happen here, but because they got that regional game against Central Connecticut State, the Blue Devils. But uh, I maybe they could upset Syracuse at Rentschler, and and maybe at FIU, and then the UMass game. I could see a path to the over. I, I just think how fast can they get all this going? I'm on the under with the Huskies, Patty C. Well, they went one and eleven last year. They were terrible. Um, it's funny because there's like nine guaranteed losses on the schedule, and then three games that they could uh, win, which is uh, Central uh, Connecticut. They're going to beat uh, Central Connecticut, FIU, uh, and UMass. Maybe even Ball State. Though. That's what I'm saying. Some of those games, even Syracuse. 
I don't think they're going to beat Syracuse. They were one and eleven and terrible, <laughs> terrible last year, dude. <laughs> they I, brought in some talent. Though, I man. do like Mora too as a coach, but I just you I, know what? I'm changing. Give me the over. Let's nah. go Huskies. All dogs go to heaven. All right. Uh, <laughs> Look, even UMass, even UMass smashed them last year. And so that would have to be one of your wins, right? That they lost by what? Two touchdowns in that game last year. I'm on the under, and this is a team that I like. I'm a big Huskies fan, but <laughs> I'm on the under. No one walks into to Rensselaer and gets a dub. That's true. You uh, know, I'm wondering if uh, 3802 is Canadian cuz don't they spell favorite that way or is that just What a with the U? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, British. Maybe it's our guy. Uh, what's our guy up in Canada? That we got a lot of guys up in Canada, right? Let me tell yeah, you. There, there's one main guy on SGPs all over the place. A uh, good guy, especially in the college football chats. Well, maybe we just have some sophisticated I've, fans I've that draw a blank. Use old English in their writing, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, they like to uh, you know write poetry when they're not watching yeah. college football. <laughs> Northeast. Uh, here's, here's my breakdown of these two bullshit Northeast teams. <laughs> I think UConn beats UMass in stores, so I'm going over on UConn, under on UMass. I actually like UMass to win. Joel, that game. yes, Joel Furman. Yeah. Joel, that's who I was talking about. Is, is that him? Actually, oh, he's Australian. Never mind. He's uh, he, uh, he's a fan of Pick Dundee. There we go. There we go. Welcome to the land down under. All right. All right. Come. There we go. Let's hang out. Learn it. I was hoping that Colby just coined uh, Northeast English as a yeah, uh, Northeast English, a new All a right. new uh, a new new spelling <laughs> type. Uh, guys, Central Connecticut State is one, right? Man, Fresno's got to go all the way across the country. They were lucky. It's October. They're lucky. Uh, <laughs> they kind of the are. Actually. Number two is gonna be Ball State. They're gonna beat Ball State. Okay. Ball three, State did what last year? Number three is Army. They upset the Black Knights. <laughs> Ball I State, I feel like, was okay last year. Six and seven. They went bowling versus a one and eleven UConn team. <laughs> You're giving too much, too much honor to last year in Muncie, Indiana. Jim Mora Jr.'s a legend. All right, two and four, two and ten, two and ten, an improvement. All right, but and then it gets us to Don Brown and UMass. Uh, look, I think UMass is better than UConn. I think Brown walks into a better scenario from a talent point of view. I think he walked into a better team. Now that's before the transfer portal, they, and their schedule is way easier. Check this out. I think UMass. Is going to go two and two in September because I think they're going to beat Stony Brook and I think they're going to win at the link against Temple. They're going to go two and two to start the season. And then after that, you got a home game against Buffalo, winnable, a home game against New Mexico State, winnable, the at UConn game, winnable. Even Arkansas State is winnable. This this is an easier schedule. U, UMass is a better play than UConn. Give me Don Brown on the over. Let's go minute. Is man. UMass even better than Stony Brook? Yes. Stony Brook's five and six last year. They beat Delaware, beat some good teams. You know, I feel like they're usually a decent program. I feel like with Don Brown, maybe yeah, UMass is a better team. But U- UMass only lost by seventeen to BC, only lost by fourteen to Eastern Michigan, beat UConn by double digits. All right, only lost by thirteen to Rhode Island. They were a little better. Uh wait. Don Brown wasn't there last year, though, was he? No, he's new now. This is year one, buddy. And he did pretty well there before. Maybe you're on to something. Maybe you're on to something. I'm on the under. They sucked last year. <laughs> Nick, what do you make of the Minutemen? 
Uh, sorry, guys. I was uh, playing blackjack. I was pull, <laughs> pulling a Sean Green. Are we ready to talk real football yet? You son of a. Okay, let me just get an ad read and we'll get out of here and, and talk a little Pack 12. Talk about the go. pack. Uh, let's, uh, where are we at here? Folks, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by IP Vanish. Yes. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why here at SGPN Studios, we use IP Vanish VPN. It makes it truly easy to stay private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communication, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And guess what? We're going to hang on for a second here. Actually, no, we're not. Let's just keep rolling. I'll fix it in post. All right, fix it in post, Patty C. Let's go. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the pack. Let's get to the pack twelve. All right, uh, this is uh, you know they're not doing divisions. Top two teams, Arizona and Colorado, are favored to be in the basement. The basement uh, three wins on the win total. There, Do anyone does anyone love any of those plays? I kind of love the under three for Colorado. I love the under on both. They'll both have impossibly hard schedules. I kind of, I, I went over on Arizona cause of Jaden Delora. I think he'll, he, they will be able to upset some teams with, with that. I think the offense will be able to score Colorado so my problem with that is that with Arizona, do we realize how bad they were last year? I mean, they were one in 11 with their only win against Cal when they, when Cal had seven starters out, including Garbers <laughs> yeah, with COVID. They had like 20 players. They didn't even have COVID. It was just Cal being Berkeley being fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah there's, apparently well it was due to covid re- yeah. regulations okay. yeah. yeah someone sneezed yeah half the team someone off. sneezed hey uh, uh, you guys can't play this week uh look um i have a hard time going over with either of those school, schools cuz the olympics doesn't matter who wins cuz they're all losers <laughs> uh i i went over on arizona just cuz i think the offense colorado but this whole conference is interesting because of how many fucking transfer quarterbacks JT yeah. Shrout, the Tennessee transfer, it might be starting at Colorado. I heard he's been pretty solid in camp so far. Uh, Delora to Arizona. You got Jack Plummer from Purdue to Cal. Uh, Emory Jones, to Arizona State. Washington gets Michael Penix. Oregon gets Knicks. Uh, USC gets Caleb Williams. And then to me, the big one, Washington State. And, and I can't wait to talk more about the Cougs. But I don't feel great about Colorado or Arizona. I think if I had to say which one do I feel better about, I would say Colorado under three. I did go over on Arizona, but I don't know. You said the uncertainty of all those transfers. No, I think that's what makes it very compelling. Yeah. Uh, If I look at the Buffaloes, I mean, last year they had the worst offense in the Pac-12 and the second worst defense, and they got rated in the portal. Yeah. Yeah. So how are they ready to make a big jump up? And Uh, and uh, like, yeah, would you put your hard-earned money behind that? Uh, Not me. I got to go under. And then the non-conference, we're talking about Arizona here, Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Sorry. Um, Yeah. Colorado. Same thing. Both have ridiculous non-conference schedules, Colorado TCU at air force at Minnesota. That's where you're supposed to come up with some of your, uh, (laughs) 
some of your wins it's there. Insane scheduling. They're so and, stupid. And, and we're going to touch base on this more when we get to some of the teams that are projected to do, to do better in the Pac-12. The scheduling differences between some of the worst Pac-12 schools and some of the better ones is absolutely crazy. You guys know who I'm talking about. The fact that Arizona schedules like this and Colorado schedules like this and UCLA's schedule is There's, an absolute you know, just a travesty. Let, let's just, just like, say, come let, on. Let's just yeah. say it right now. Arizona's a uh, non-conference slate. TCU at Air no, no, Force. No, 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 no. Or, uh, Colorado's, Colorado's. Yeah. yeah. TCU at Air Force at Minnesota. Arizona's non-conference slate at San Diego state, Mississippi state, North Dakota state. And then we get to UCLA's non-conference slate, which is Bowling Green, Alabama state and South Alabama. Fucking ridiculous. That is by far the worst power five out of conference schedule is, I mean, <laughs> I don't have them lined up in front of me, but there's no, we, we're, we're looking at every team across the country, there's Michigan, no Michigan's five. worse. Michigan's to worse. Fair, to be fair. Is it? They yeah. play nine conference grand games. Yeah. So half the sec actually has this exact setup. Mi- uh, Michigan's is uh home to Colorado state home to Hawaii and home to Yukon. Is that worse? I think South Alabama is better than any of those, or maybe Colorado State and South Alabama. I think Colorado State is better than South Alabama. I think South Alabama is a bowl team this year, and then you have the, the <laughs> Bowling Green I think and Colorado Alabama. State is. Yeah, okay, but I'm saying if we throw those out, I oh. I I do think Bowling Green is better than Hawaii. Fair, but UConn is better than Alabama State. I don't know. They're they're both right <laughs> there. Alabama State was five and six in the FCS last they got, year. They got Levante Chanel. Watch out. Okay. South Alabama was five and seven in Conference USA last year. But South Alabama was going to be decent this year. I think. And Bowling Green was four and eight in the MAC last Beat year. Minnesota at Minnesota. UCLA, <laughs> slap yourself in that the face. That is fucking horrible. Face. That's fucking pathetic. Uh, guys, Stanford's win total four and a half. Cal's five and a half. Do any of us like. I, I, I actually I, I feel pretty confident about both of these. I like the under on Stanford. I like the over on Cal. Uh, I'm with you on both. Do you feel uh, confident I, about it though? I do on both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Nick? going over on both. Actually. I think Stanford, I think with Tanner McKee and, and I, and with that, with how many people are returning 10 on offense, seven on defense, 88% total third best in the country. I realize how bad they were in the second half of last year, but I think Stanford, I mean, come on, it's only four and a half. I think that's attainable. I think Stanford with the returning production, I think they're completely flying underneath the radar. They're not going to win like seven or eight games, but I think they have a chance to be a five or six win team. I'm going to go over on both those actually. Wow. I like it. I mean, I'll say this. That's what makes this conference very entertaining this year is I got no fucking idea on some of these games when they play each other. It's similar to the big 12 where like every game yeah, I mean, there's a few exceptions, but most games either team could win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on you on Stanford. Because their schedule's tough. Th- their schedule is tough. Uh, their yeah. non-conference is what Colgate. That's not that tough. Yeah, but, but then, then Notre Dame and BYU. Brutal. Uh, so that should be one and two in that stretch. And then when you consider last year, their wins were Vandy, a straight bullshit win against Oregon, and maybe that's what sticks in my craw. They still most. played them tough, though. They did. Yeah. They played them pretty well, and then they beat USC, who was terrible, though. Um, other than that, they tanked for the entire uh, second half of they the didn't year. Tank. They played twelve Power Fives. That's what happens. Uh, well, you fucking, they had a, yeah. They had a ton of injuries too. Like they're like top three or four receivers were out. That was they the hardest schedule like, in the nation last year. Yeah. Uh, so they had a rough go of it, but I, I don't know. I I. I I understand like looking at last year and, and looking at the schedule this year, I think 
it would be easy to say under, but I think Stanford's kind of one of those teams where they're going to surprise you when no one's expecting it. And it's not like the number sitting at like six or something It's four and a half. Yeah. I mean, they actually, they actually play USC extremely good. They play. And and even though I'm going over, I certainly don't feel confident. I'm not going to bet this personally. Do do you feel uh, confident on like Cal over five and a half? I feel feel better with Cal over there. I do even though, you know, in his five years, Justin Wilcox has only reached over that twice. Now, yeah. now, actually, one of those years was COVID, so throw that out. Yeah. Um, I like the Jack Plummer transfer from Purdue. I think he'll fit in nicely with Cal, uh, and I think the Cal's really good at home. Yeah, and and uh, you know who to watch, folks. I I hate to bring it to you, but this is to me, Washington State is the true team that I think could be dangerous in this conference. Getting you know the head coach of Incarnate Word, who was ten and three last year. Uh, his name is Eric Morris. Eric Morris, Mike Leach guy, uh, was a coach at, at Wazoo back in 2012. He was running some great offense with at Incarnate Word. And he brings in Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward turned down a Virginia Tech scholarship, turned down some other to go to Wazoo. Cameron Ward, uh, if you pull up the stats from last year, this guy threw 47 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. You pull up the game in the FCS playoffs against Sam Houston State, who they almost knocked off. He threw. 36 of 61, 481 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. I think this guy is going to be a gigantic sleeper. Everyone's talking Caleb Williams. I think Delora to Arizona. I think Plummer to Cal. And I think Cameron Ward to Washington State. Watch out. Everyone's talking Knicks to Oregon or Williams to USC. I think these other ones are fucking huge. I'm not going to lie. Incarnate Words quarterback off my radar a little bit. Dude, I'm telling you, I watched him play. This guy can fucking play. He's nasty. And during, yeah. during our last preview, what, what was it? Was it the Troy preview or no? It was, it was a Texas State preview. They jumped up and bit Texas State last year, one straight up, and he had a huge game. I think he threw for like four touchdowns, like three hundred yards that game. And the fact that his offense, he's running the same offense there with the same coach uh, at Wazoo. I'm telling you. And and if you look last year, everyone thinks Wazoo terrible defensive teams. Yes, they had some bad defensive teams under Leach a couple of years. Uh, and, and, but Dickert actually had that defense really good last year. So if that's tough though, yeah, yeah. Tough. I, I just think they're going to be better than what we're projecting. I'm on the over and I feel pretty good about the over in Washington state. And current world I last didn't know. Good. Uh, I was going to say 10 and three uh, with their only loss being in the playoffs. All right. I guess their season ended with a loss to defending champ, Sam. Houston That's what state. I was talking about. He, and you look at the stats from that game. Like I said, man, he lit them up, man, 400 and uh, 400 and some yards, 460 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. All right. Watch out for this kid, man. I'm telling you, we'll see. It's too big of a question mark for me to have a lot of confidence in him. Would you go over? Or I under? went under, I went under too. And, and it, this one was very questionable. I didn't know what to do here. I think the schedule is kind of tough. I think you chalk up at Wisconsin as a loss. So I think it, it's crucial that you beat Colorado state at home. I think they probably can. Yeah. So they could start off maybe three and two, but then they get two back-to-back tough road trips at USC at Oregon state followed by Utah at home. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to get to six. I think they're either a five or six win team. I leaned on the under just cause there's question marks. Maybe well, Colby has a better feel than us. So. I, I really like what they did in the off season. I, I think they're going to be better than what we're thinking. The schedule is yeah. the only thing that stopped me from really 
So who are they going to jump up and beat? Is it going to be Washington at home? Is it going to be? Yes, they beat them last year at home. I, I think yeah. that's. I think that's in Pullman. I think that is a, a winnable game. I'm not going to go ahead and say for sure that they're going to win that game because I like. Well, Penix. So give me their give me their six wins. Uh, uh, Idaho, Colorado State. Do they uh, are you looking at? I'm pulling it up right now. Up? I'm pulling it up right now. Um, but. Yes, Idaho and Colorado State, I think, are are wins. I think Do they, they win lose. one of the two against Oregon and Cal. Uh, I like the, the the chance of them beating. Cal. Yeah, I do. I think they be, they win one of those. They win both one of those. at home. Yeah. Okay, so that's three. I have them losing both those back to backs. I do. I got them losing to USC and Oregon State, but I think uh, they get a bye week before Utah. Watch out. They're Watch probably out. one and three in that stretch, not two and two. I have them losing to Utah also, so we still only have three wins. Do they beat Stanford at Stanford? Yes, they could. Of I course. think they could, they could win Stanford. They could win Arizona State. They can win Arizona. They could win in the final four games of the season. Could I mean could is a different than, than well. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, I think they're going to go bowling. I think they're going to win more of these, and I wouldn't be surprised if they upset Oregon or Cal. Yeah, you know, this is where I am TMZ Pat because Washington State will forever be a kind of. Now only Mike Leach brought them out of the. Uh, I mean, and they, Mike Price in the nineties. They were a good yeah, team. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I they, they should have been more on my radar before. Maybe it was because they were on the West Coast and I was on the East Coast. But they're forever just a whatever team. So I'm never paying that close attention except for when Leach was there. So I, I kind of want to defer to you here, but I still just ha- have to trust my gut. I'm gonna go under, but I, I, I wouldn't touch it. Don't take my advice on it. Uh, let's get to the next one. Arizona State six. This was tough. Because everyone transferred out, but they're fucking talented. They're always talented. Uh, Emory Jones transfers in. Tempe's a really hard place to win. I got no idea. <laughs> this was, I think, the hardest one to forecast because they led so much fucking turnover. I'm sitting there like, man, okay, they're going to beat Northern Arizona, I think, but Northern Arizona beat Arizona a season ago. They're decent in the FCS. I think they're going to beat Eastern Michigan, but maybe. So that's two wins there. Utah actually has a, a, a terrible track record of winning in fucking Tempe. That's becomes winnable. I think Washington's winnable in Tempe. I think they could win at Stanford. I think they could win at Colorado. This is inc- they could win to, to, against Oregon state and Arizona. I mean, honestly, what they, the only flat out loss I see is at USC. I don't even think that's a flat out loss. They beat them last year. Didn't they? Did yeah, they, beat they beat, yeah. they beat both LA schools pretty, pretty convincingly too. They, they beat both UCLA and USC by a combined score of 73 to 39. Jeez. <laughs> Owning LA. It's just, a, I, they I do think... only return three on offense and four on defense, mm. but, uh, but they do have Emory Jones and, and validate the running back from Wyoming coming in. I think I love, probably... I love this play last year under eight and a half. Yeah, but they almost love. got it. They went eight and four. Well, and there's that whole thing of like the team rejoiced. They had a, like a party when Jaden Daniels left for Arizona state. And po- sometimes that like, even if you're not as talented, if the locker room's right, you could be better than you were. A Galvanizes ago. you. Yeah. So I'll say like in general, like I liked a lot of the pac 12. I'm sorry. The big 12 over unders. I don't like a lot of pac 12 ones. It's a, it is a toss up year. I, I leaned under. I went over, but I don't have a great. I feel. might switch it though. <laughs> I don't have a great feel, but Arizona State's last four years against USC, uh, 2018, 38, 35 win. 
2019. Um, the, the, that's the onside kick game. 31, 26 and the deflected loss. pass fourth down and, tw- and 20 or 2021 was the 28, 27 game. That I think ridiculous. that's the one you're talking about. Ridiculous. So they lost by 27, 14 with three minutes one. left and they lose all the games against USC have been relatively close, except they gave it to them last year. I don't even, I, I'm going to assume they lose that, but I think, I think their, their track record is better than six wins. I think it, I'm, it's more likely they get to seven than five. Oh, man, they're a hard team to understand uh, this season because of how many transfers left. All right, Oregon State over six and a half. This is actually one of my favorite plays. I think this team is really good, and I love their chances at playing in the Pac-12 championship because I like the way their schedule aligns. They catch USC the first month in Corvallis. I think that's where you want to catch USC because I think towards the end of the year they're going to figure it out more and more. Uh, I got them losing at Utah, but I think they can upset USC in Corvallis and then at Stanford winnable home to Washington state should be a win home to Colorado should be a win. They get a bye week before their tough game at Washington, then home to Cal should be a win. I think at Arizona state, if they're going to win, you know, against if Arizona state, I think is the team that many are projecting with everyone leaving that's vulnerable. Herm Edwards could be fired by then. And then home to Oregon for the civil war. I think they could, I think they can, that's a path where they could only have one loss within pac 12 play. Uh-huh. Do you that's think that's a big stretch? We've said this before. They were what five and one at home last year. And they were zero and six on the road. Was that what it was? Yes. And I still think they're going to be, well, no, they, they, they went seven and five last year. So they were, I forget bottom line is they were very good at home and they were awful on the road. (laughs) Yeah. But look, I mean, at Stanford is not a tough road game at Washington. They get the bye week before. And then at Arizona state, like I said, if Herm Edwards, if that team, if he's fired and the team quits, that could be a win. And then at home, I like the fact they get where they catch USC. I think they they're They're going to be favored against Washington state and against Colorado. And I think Cal and the Oregon game, I feel like those, whenever they're in Corvallis, I think they give Oregon a much harder time. So I think they can beat Oregon on Friday, November 25th. Yeah, they, they certainly can. And I agree. I, I am high on the Beavers this year. I just think that the schedule's tough, you know? So what's their out of conference record? Well, Boise yeah. at home at Fresno home to, to Montana state. Yeah. That schedule is insane. That schedule's insane. I do think it's it, going to be it two and better, one. It better be two and one. Cause if not, then I think, then I think it's getting tricky. No, I want to go over here, but like, like every play so far in the pac 12, I don't love it. I think they have a, a, I think they can go within the pac 12 with one or two losses. I actually tend to believe that's what's going to happen. Do you I, think well, the, at Utah is the one loss right there? Yeah. They going and I Utah. think, I think at Washington is winnable Utah last year, they beat Utah last year and they not lost to Colorado Utah, last not year. At, not at yeah, Utah, Bryce Eccles. Though. They're going to lose. Yeah. They're probably going to yeah. lose that. My my question is this: Do you think the three impossible games in the non-conference slate to start the season Hurt will them. prepare them for the the conference slate, or will it Hurt just them. bang them up that's true. and make it that's harder true. for them? That's that, that is that schedule's insane. I think I'd, I, say ne- I'd say neither. I just think they're more likely to to drop a game or two. I don't think it prepares them. I don't think it. Well, it, I'm just talking about as far as like in the in the Pac-12 race, let, let alone the over under here. I know we're trying to get to the over under six and a half is the number, but uh, if they're, I, I think it's just going to bang them up for the regular, the rest of the conference play. And they're going to have a tough season ahead of them. I think six and a half still may be possible. I'm riding the under very slightly, but I actually think the way that their conference schedule aligns 
is great. If you're an Oregon State fan, yes, you had a conference is stupid, but if your conference slate is like that, I think it's great. After USC and Utah, after the first five games of the season, I agree with you. I think they could win the rest. I think they're going to beat USC at, Re- at Reaser Stadium. I really think so. I think it's better to catch them there than any other time. Oh yeah, it's it's at home and it's early. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a very dangerous game. I think I think they could. Yeah, and I think they lose at Rice Eccles, and that sets them up great after that. Uh, all right, uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Washington seven and a half wins. Ugh, Michael Penix, Galen DeBauer. I love the hire. I went under. I went under on seven and a half wins and Washington. Patty, see what'd you do here? I went over. I went over, and I'm not usually a Washington guy, dude. They could start out. They really could start out like six and one or seven and zero. Oh. Like, and, and let so so if I'm not mistaken, Devour Coach Penix at Indiana. He did, yes. So you have to. So it's not just some random transfer coming across the country that needs to get his feet wet. He's going to know the system, which I think is huge. Uh, I'm on the overall side. I'm a Kalen a Kalen Devour guy. I mean, like I know Sioux Falls. <laughs> it is not on the college football radar, but he absolutely crushed it there. In the COVID year, he went three and three. Last year at Fresno, they went nine and three. They beat UCLA. They almost beat Oregon. I think Washington steps into a, a nice situation here. And I think this offense, I mean, the problem has been offense. And that's what Devour brings. I like Washington here. I know it's a tough schedule. I think they can get to nine. They could. This is a this is a fucking hard conference because they're kind of like Arizona State to me, where I'm like, I, I that schedule is nice. That's a nice schedule. They do not play USC. I they, think they beat Michigan State week three. I, think I that's agree. A big game. I I, agree. If they lose uh, that, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a sure thing or anything. I'm just saying I, I think Washington surprises Sparty at home and beats them. So I, I think they start off four and zero. Oh. I got them four and zero oh in the month. That of would September. be a hell of an upset. Four and eight Washington, eleven and two. Michigan State last year. Yeah, you've taken too much that's, into last year, buddy. I'm just saying, yeah. you guys are just making a huge assumption that Washington's going to be magically better here. And By then the way, let's say Washington splits the back-to-back road trips at UCLA at Arizona State, and then they go they at home they beat Arizona. You're sitting at what five and one, six and one? Yeah, and that, that Cal's even winnable. I mean, and then you got Oregon State at home, I mean, Colorado at home. Just the biggest optimists ever. I'm on the over, but nine wins. For a four-win team last year, what, who they? What, what's their quarterback situation? Who they? Michael they Penix. Yeah, I mean, this guy isn't Joe Namath over here. Right. Look, if you watched him in the 2020 season, he looked pretty damn good. Apparently, apparently, uh, Indiana was national champions. That and, and even look at last year, Patty C. I, I don't think this was a four-win team. I know Phil Steele we had on the show. He called him for the playoffs last year. They lost what one, two, three, they four, were five, that. six games by ten points or less. They're not that far away from being, especially if you can get a little bit of offense. Uh, the defense has been solid. They had a bunch of players drafted too. So Look, I, I I'm think, on the over. Yeah. You're on the under. I am. I think they're going to go seven and five. But this is <laughs> this is a hard read. It's a hard read. This and Arizona State, I think, are the harder two reads. Look, we've been talking a lot of football. I want to keep our fa- our degenerate fans engaged. So I'm going to do a shotgun. I'm going to shotgun this beer on air <laughs> while you guys are watching. Hopefully on YouTube, give you there a little you incentive to. Join the party. There you go. Give Patty C a follow on Twitter, Patty C831, <laughs> as he shotguns this beer. Uh, tr- try to do this correctly. Oh, I know I'm it's probably pro. been a while. You I'm have a, a lot of uh, electronic equipment around you. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. Spilling this shit all over the fucking place. All right. This is for 
Washington State's over. I got to make this a little bigger. Washington's over. Buddy. Washington's over. Sorry. Yeah, you took the under on Washington State. Oh yeah, that's true. For Washington's over. We love you. Go Huskies, right? Uh NC Nick, UCLA, yes. UCLA, Oregon. Woo. Eight and a half is the win total. Woo. With UCLA's schedule now, look, I I have a philosophy. I touched on this before. USC. Oklahoma, Texas, UCLA, they put targets on their back. I think all four are going to hit the under, but UCLA's schedule is very cream puff out of conference. Dorian Thompson Robinson's been in college 75 years. Can <laughs> I, I think if I was going to be wrong on one of them, it would actually be, I don't know. It's either Oklahoma or UCLA, but I think if there was, if I'm wrong on one of them, it'd be UCLA. Uh, yeah. What you, I, I mean, if you look at UCLA, they returned six stars on offense, only two starters on defense. Mm. Last year was supposed to be their year. I was extremely high on the Bruins last year. Well, they hit four. They hit, but I, I still I thought they could flirt with a double digit. You know, I, I thought they could really make some noise. So uh, yeah, I, I think the overrunner was seven and a half last year, right? Yeah, I think seven. Might have been flat seven. So, Okay, so they hit, but you know, um they, they lose three starters on the offensive line and the offensive line coach. But for me, the schedule is just too easy. So I went over. I went into it feeling I was like I was going to take the under. And when I dove into the schedule, I was like, man, there's not a, a whole lot of meat on this bone here. Give me the over. Dude, I do think they're probably going to start out five and one. This is the year. This is the year yeah. for UCLA. We thought it was last year. Obviously, losing all those players hurts, but uh, DTR is back. Zach Charbonnet is back. The schedule really beyond being easy sets up well. Here's their losses, though, buddy. Utah, Utah has kind of owned them, whether it's in Rose Bowl or, or you know, but U- getting them at home helps. But Utah still smokes them. Probably lose that. So Utah at Oregon. Coming off a bye, though. Yeah, it's in Austin, though. That fucking place Oregon is hard also to win. Coming man. off a bye. They both might be losses, you're right. At Arizona State and at Cal. Cal's going to fuck their season up. Cal, because of the, what they're doing to Cal, watch. Wilcox is going to fuck up their season. <laughs> that would be game a the great year. FU at the end of the season. That said, I this is a, when we, I did this they're before be the episode. They're going to be favored in what? Every game except Utah and Oregon. They might be favored against USC. All right. Let's play devil's advocate here. Bowling Green win, Alabama State win, South Alabama win, at Colorado win, Washington at home win. Will they be hosting uh, college game day against Utah that week? Probably, right? If they get that win, right? At the Rose Bowl, we should be at that game. Uh, bye week and then going into Austin. Even if they lose that game, every other game on the schedule is winnable. UCLA, magic, baby. I mean, it is winnable. You're right. I mean, like, where's the flat out loss? To me, the flat out loss is Utah and Oregon. You're probably right. Those would be the two. I don't know. I, I'm still and, taking the under. They put a target we're transitioning on transitioning to Oregon and, and, and those flat out losses. Cause I think this one's kind of tricky too. Like I do, I, I don't trust Dan Lanning. I don't necessarily trust Bo Nix. I think uh, the Oregon offensive line is still very good, but I do think they lose to Georgia week one. Sure. And I then, I, and then th- this is a year where they face at Washington state and at Oregon state. Too sneaky. Uh, they're gonna lose at least one of those. Mm. So if that's yeah. two losses, I mean they have to beat BYU at home. The rest of the schedule is not that daunting. UCLA at home, Washington at home, Utah at home. Maybe it is kind of daunting. I'm on the under. 
barely. I think they probably go eight and four. I think they're going to go eight and four at cow. Cow's been fucking them up in Berkeley lately. Yeah. 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 I want to look at this uh, for a second. Bear with me. I'm going back because I guess they play at Oregon State and at uh, Washington State every every time they do that. So two years ago they went one and one. Uh, four years ago they went one and one. Uh, let me get to 2016 real quick. Six years ago they went. Sorry for the delay. We're talking at Oregon State and at Washington State they went zero and yeah. two. Yeah. So their last six games when they've been on the road in those environments, what two Perfect. and two and four. Uh, I love when I say something without any stats and it's backed up actually. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. know, I had the feeling that, I mean, th- those are just two tough places to play. And I feel like any team's going to drop w- at least one of them. So nice that uh, the stats actually back it up. There you go. I, uh, you want me to go back one more? Let's see. Uh, and yeah, I, th- yeah. I actually think, yeah, do, do, do that. But I'm saying like this, I'm on the under on the top. So the top four projected teams are USC, Utah, Oregon, and UCLA. I'm taking the under on all four. All, even the fifth team, Washington. I, I so I think the 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 floor or the middle is way better than what uh, Vegas is giving them. I'm on the under on USC, Utah, Oregon, UCLA, and Washington guys. Oh, one sec, Patty. See, eight years ago, you got that or no? 2016 and 2014, they both went um, two and zero oh in those. Uh, but don't bring that up. Don't bring that. They up. were twelve and zero oh and thirteen and two in those years. So the, elite True. Oregon gets that done. Not elite Oregon's usually going to drive at least one of those games. So. True. So. Uh, going back to what Colby said there, um, USC definitely on the definitely on that's the at under. nine and a half. They're the odds on favorite to win the Pac-12. What the fuck am I missing here? How like what? I mean, dream, dream teams don't work. It, it football is not like that. It's not you can't just cobble a team together of like yeah, look, you know prize transfers. Exhibit you know, it doesn't it, work like that. Exhibit A: the Dallas Cowboys the past decade, or when Dan Snyder first took over the Redskins. Or or the Eagles when they tried yeah, to their yeah. dream team with Mike Vick and you know that 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 blew up. I, I so let's look at the let's pull up the USC schedule real quick. This I does think there's, feel a there's little some landmines. I don't uh, know. How I got them losing. I got them losing at Oregon State first month, and I actually think Stanford and Fresno State. If that defense isn't fixed, like that defense was terrible and. Fresno State can fire that fucking laser, man. So I mean, look, I got them three and one in September, but I, after that, I do. I think an automatic loss is in Rice Eccles. That they're not winning at Utah. Then you ask yourself, well, the Notre Dame game, the UCLA game. I even think the Cal game is sneaky. Um, yeah, got, you're right. I think they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose. They could lose games. a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Like sometimes it's not good to have more dogs and bones and, and, and they might not have enough bones to uh, satisfy all those receivers and running backs that they brought in here. Okay. So uh, I, yeah, I, I love, you know, zigging when other people are zagging, people are high on, on, on USC. I say go under here. Uh, I kind of like that play. I don't know if I'm going to bet it personally, because obviously talent wise, they're, they're towards the top of the conference, but yeah, I think there's some, some tricky road trips. At Oregon State, at Utah, at UCLA, home to Notre Dame, even at Stanford could 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 yeah, mess Stanford with them. fucks with them every year. Exactly, I mean, that's not that goes back to like the last three head coaches. So it's not just it's not just uh, hey, even fucking Pete Carroll when they were forty two point favorites was losing to Jim Harbaugh. Stanford fucks with them. Uh, let's so, talk. On, what what is three eight zero two saying? He's saying, are you ignoring the Rams with that theory? Los Angeles Rams. Oh, cause I mean, they got Odell Beckham and what? 
was like was getting Matt Stafford a dream team. They had no. That was definitely some dream team. That that is uh that is a point he's making right there. Although I yeah. would say the NFL. Uh, no, know, there's it, a lot uh, of examples in the NFL, it, but not working though. The Cowboys, Redskins, uh, like I said, the, the Eagles. Um, there's the, uh, fucking you could say the Brady 2006 uh, Patriots team when they had Randy Moss. And that you, worked out pretty damn well for no, them. They didn't win those. They didn't win the championship. Is my point. Okay, um, but they were the best team. So ever, what? But. What? And I, I guess I mean yeah. I mean, and they brought in some some guys on defense like Von Miller and stuff. So was last year Rams dream teamish? I, I guess okay. you could argue that. Yeah, but I can tell you this. Uh, I, I I Lincoln Riley, even when he was at Oklahoma, he lost regular season games. In my opinion, and it, look, he he goes back to ECU. I think he's a great offensive mind, but I do think they. Play a style of ball that's very susceptible, and that's why they got caught. Look at look at the Oklahoma teams that made the playoffs. They always had regular season losses. They're going to get caught. And I actually I made this case before on our show. I think the Pac-12 doesn't get enough love. I think when you play in these other terrains, it's not going to be fun, Lincoln Riley, when you're trying to throw the ball sixty times a game when you're in fucking a monsoon in Corvallis. Yeah, you know and, what I mean, and, like and also, or the snow in in, in Boulder right. or, or or Salt Lake City. And and also the, the the dream team theory has never been tested on the college level, you know. I think we're talking about professionals and you know nineteen and twenty year olds. Yeah, I agree, and, and I also and think the NFL cheated for the Rams. But you know, whatever. <laughs> I think the NFL has become the NBA at this point. Just, if, if you're if you're throwing you know millions in dollars around to nineteen and twenty year olds, they're not professionals. And, and I think you know, like the, these like veteran NFL players who are dying to be on a winning team. I think they can come together, maybe sacrifice the individual stuff for the better of the team in college. Maybe not so much. Hey, it'll be an interesting test. Just know we'll Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley needed a pitch to beat Kansas. All right. Like a fucking ripped off handoff. I just think that there's too many potholes. Well, here's the other thing too. It's like at a, at a glamor program like USC with talent, all over the place, especially skill position talent. Offense is going to happen no matter what. You know, the the coaches that usually succeed at the highest level focus on defense, knowing that the offense is going to happen no matter what. Lincoln Riley's just another offensive coach running USC. He's Lane Kiffin. You know, I mean, just he's better. Another offensive coach. He's better Lane Kiffin. You know, or he's Lane Kiffin now. But is that enough to get him over like the hump? I don't think so. I think the loss happens. Whether it be at a hornet's nest or playing a team like Utah, the terrain. I agree. I always yeah. thought that's so underrated about the Pac-12 is the terrain you play in from week to week. Yeah, and and You're uh, gonna get caught. Yeah, that so. offense ain't gonna work in all uh, environments. I want to talk about the Utes, but before I do that, I want to talk uh, sling. Yes, it is sling time. It's college football season, which means you need Sling TV, where you can watch unbeatable college football coverage starting at thirty-five dollars a month. Yes, yeah, Sling has all the biggest games on the biggest channels like ESPN, ESPN Two, ESPN Three, SEC Network, ACC Network, Fox, and the Big Ten Network, all for the best price. You can stream on any device, record up to fifty hours with included DVR space. You can pause or change your service at any time. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Try us today. All right, let's end this thing with the Utes guys. Cause they won the pac 12 a season ago. I rode the under cause they're not normally a team with the, t- even though the, I guess they could feel disrespected that USC is the favorite and they could be just nasty. They did lose Britton Covey. They did lose Devin Lloyd. Uh, 
I just think traditionally when the, when they're a target, which I know that obviously Vegas is saying USC is the, is the true target. I just think they're, they're due to take a tiny step back. I still think they're going to be good. I still think they could win at the swamp in week one, but I still think at Arizona state, they've had a terrible time in Tempe since they've joined the pac 12 at UCLA. I mean, they've actually owned UCLA wherever they play the fucking game, but we think UCLA will be better this year at Autzen, huge at Pullman sneaky. I went under on, on the nine wins there. I just think, but the potential of them losing in the swamp, which like I said, I've still taken Utah to win that game, but I still think it's a kind of a 50, 50 game. If they lose in the swamp, then I think you've, you've pretty much cashed this thing because I do think they're going to lose at Oregon. And I think they will dr- trip up one other time. You said UCLA or uh, Utah, Utah. We're talking. You, th- you think they're going to lose at Oregon? Yes. I think at Oregon, man, at Austin's fucking they hard to win. They smashed them pretty bad twice last year. In Vegas That's why and Rice I'm, Eccles. Austin uh, makes a difference, but what was it? 38, 10 and 38, seven. Yeah. But Mario Cristobal exactly. is gone. No X's and O's. They got Dan Lanning who knows some X's and O's. Uh, uh, the the Cristobal hater comes out. Does once he, do, we, do we know that? Or was, Look, did, did he just have like 10 guys drafted? That's true. But I still think I would take my chances that he knows X's and O's and in-game coaching better than Cristobal. <laughs> By default, like, I don't know this guy, but it can't be worse yeah, than Cristobal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, Cristobal is on the same level as Narduzzi to me, where it's like, if they're making the shots, I go, eh. <laughs> All right. So, he, so here's my thought process with Utah. I, I think they're probably so they went nine and three last year. Two of those losses was with Charlie Brewer starting at quarterback. But Cam Rising came in that San Diego State game and, and led them back, back almost a victory, tied it in, and they lost in overtime. Yeah. So I think I mean, look, they were what uh, nine and one with Cam Rising, and they just barely lost to to uh, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. I think that makes a difference. I. At the end of the day, I think they're probably a nine and three team again, but I went over because I could see them winning 10 more so than just eight. I think their road schedule is harder this year with the exception of Colorado. Every team they play on the road has a winning record last year. Well, I guess Florida was six and seven, but I think that's a tough trip because you're cross country. Well, they lost three road games last year. And now two of those was with Brewer at BYU at San Diego state. And, and then, then they lost at Oregon state. Yes. So you're right. I mean, they beat USC on the road. They beat and Stanford at, and, and at San Diego state was a neutral site game. Cause that shit was played in long beach. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just think this road schedule is tough at Oregon at Washington. Uh, now you're state, starting to convince me, dude at UCLA at Arizona state at they, first off, they have six road games, right? Well, for, at that? Florida, I mean, if, if you're going to even flirt with an over, you better beat Florida. And I don't care what Florida's going on right now. You still have to go in the swamp yeah. across country. You know how hot and that's going to be on September 3rd. Yeah. It's going to be like exactly. fucking 110 degrees. And you swamp. better not, you can't chalk that up as a, as a, oh, that's a surefire win. Hell no. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of reasons to go with an under, but I did, I, I leaned over for whatever reason, just because I think there's a slight chance this Utah team could be really good. Um, Eight starters return on offense, six on defense. They're they were the number one D in the Pac-12 last year. I think they can still get. Whittingham is incredible. There. I do think like he's. They're probably going to go nine and three. Yeah. I just think if I had to lean, I think eight and four is more likely than ten and two. Heard it here first. Uh, I want to look something up. Um, I want to look up the kick return average because I think losing Britton Covey is massive to them. Um, 
He was a humongous Devin playmate. Lloyd too. I mean, Devin yeah. Lloyd was incredible. Yeah. And the other thing is Kyle Whittingham has not ever been a consistent, like dominant winner from year to year. He usually takes a step back every single time he has a, a good season. Now, recently he's had some pretty good win uh, seasons, nine and five, 11 and three, throw away the COVID year. And then 10 and four, the COVID year was uh, three and two, but either way, he does seem to have taken a little bit of a step into that consistently elite thing. Dude, he's it, one of the best coaches. Oh, he's a great yeah. coach. And then you, you combine that defense with, you know, some uh, elite playmakers on offense, like cam rising, uh, you know, if they can replace Covey and you said they got an ele- another electric kick returner back there, then yeah, they, so, so now you're convincing me to go back to Utah. Uh, and you know what? It, the, the tiebreaker for me, and I have. Should we just dive into our conference championships? You can change. Everybody can change. I'm on the under, though. I'm on the under too. I had the under. I'm sticking to my guns. The top of the Pac-12. There's going to be too much carnage. This conference. There's there's too much good quarterback play too, and these road trips are tough. I think the top five teams projected by Vegas. Well, I'll hit the under. Let's go. Anything else you want to say about the pack NC Nick? No, I mean, uh, I can see lots of reasons why the Utah might go under, but uh, I just have a feeling with them. They might go over. Now, if you're looking at odds as, as far as who might win the pack 12, there's no way in hell I'm picking, uh, you know, plus two twenty USC, even the Utah plus two forty. I think, I don't think it's an, enough there. So maybe you look at UCLA boom. There it is. Plus 900 is pretty fucking juicy. Uh, Who's the most overrated team guys. Is it just flat out? Just like Texas. We're going USC. Yeah. 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 Easy team. That was, but also Washington at plus 1400. That schedule's nice. I do like the Washington plus 1400 because I think the schedule is not that tough. If they can squeak their way, that is my team that will surprise. It is the Huskies and you have them going to, should I give it away? Go Give us for yeah. conference championship, Utah versus Washington. I got Utah. My surprise team is Oregon State, and I think they're going to play for the Pac-12 championship against Utah. And my surprise team is UCLA, and I think they're going to play for the Pac-12 championship. So we against all Utah. have Utah. Utah's Utah, going. Yeah, <laughs> and then we all have a surprise team. None of us have USC. None of us have Oregon. That's pretty shocking. It's <laughs> pretty fucking shocking. Well, right it there. comes down to like USC or, or Oregon UCLA, and that game is at. Uh, Oregon this year. So I probably should lean Oregon, but I just think Oregon's going to get caught first year, a little uncertainty. I don't and, know. And, and, and since three, eight Oh tours, I think the only one that stayed with us for two plus hours, he has Oregon. Who do you have Oregon playing, man? What's your, what's your pack 12 championship and who's your winner? Yeah. Let us know. Hop in that chat. Let us know about who you got. The pack 12 should be a fucking fun conference, man. I'm telling you all those quarterback transfers. I got and that that's another point is like, couldn't you make the point that this year with the conference realignment with super seniors, with the transfer portal, as big as it's ever been, you can make the argument that we know the least about the season than ever before. I mean, take Washington state for, I mean, take this conference. This conference is a perfect example. The whole fucking conference is transfer quarterbacks with yeah. the exception of cam Risen and Dorian Thompson Robinson. Every other team, I think, right? Am I am I drawing? Am I fucking? Oh, and, and Oregon State. So and you know what? That's Patty C's conference championship game. Boom! There it is. <laughs> Consistency <laughs> wins out. There you go. He's Arizona got. Dewar has uh, Utah versus Oregon, so uh, we, we all. Chalk City, Chalk City, three eight zero two. Thanks for tuning in, though, brother. Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Uh, we are we we fucking talk college football year round around here. 
And next week we got, well, we got a lot of other episodes coming out, but big 10 sec coming next Wednesday. But before then we got a couple others, check us out, subscribe as we break down all 131 teams. We're only like 22 away from the end of the alphabet and done with all 131. Subscribe. Also remember subscribe to the college football experience. And remember subscribe on YouTube. You can watch these things. Check out the youtube.com slash the college experience. Check us out. Uh, folks, if you can get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Cause we had comments like that one before. All right. That we, we, that that's doing nothing. All right. Come on. We need some for every three-star review we get from Kratom breath. We need like 10, 10 five-star reviews. Say some nice things about us. It only takes a minute out of your day. People come on. <laughs> uh, last year we hit it 71% on our locks. I feel like you, if, if you listen to us, you bet that you cashed. It's the least you can do. Give us that five-star review. If you do that, take a screenshot of your review, find us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN or me on Twitter at the Colby D show us that. And we're going to give you a, we're going to enter you in a raffle for a gift card, but it's only a few people you're going to win. You're going to fucking win at some point. All right. We're going to rig this thing like a David Stern lottery. All right. Uh, so do that. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give us a follow subscribe. Check out the sports gambling podcast. Ryan Kramer just draft. He just did a fantasy football draft for 24 hours live on, on air. All right. And they're breaking down all 32 NFL teams. Subscribe, check out all that good stuff. Check out the whole platform Discord channel. We're already talking tons of college football futures. If you want to, if you like this show, you're going to want to hop, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord because if you hop in the Discord channel, this is 365, you know, 24 7, 365, whatever the fuck you want to say. Uh, we're talking college football and, and every other sport you can think of. You want to know who's going to win the badminton game going on in New Delhi? I bet you that Discord channel's probably got you going. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. This is the college football experience. Pac 12, Big 12, and independent preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.